because what you don't know about energy can kill you. Here's Alex Epstein. Welcome to Power Hour. I'm your host, Alex Epstein. Uh, Today, I'm doing something a little bit different. I don't have uh, Don and Stefan with me. Uh, For one, I have a a different guest. And the origin of this is that, God, it must have been over a year ago now, maybe even uh, two years ago, a listener to the show named Patrick McDonald emailed me uh, with an idea and, and and a thought. And the way I remember the thought is that he was talking about you hear all the time about tons of CO2 and when you're talking about CO2 emissions. And we just use this metric and nobody has any idea what that means. And it's talked about in this very vague way. And he had an idea for uh, a different way of talking about it that I think could be illuminating and actually uh, funny in a lot of ways. So um, I thought I would bring on Patrick and, and have him kind of tell us about the original idea, and then for us to discuss what we think the potential of the idea. So first of all, uh, Patrick, welcome to Power Hour. Oh, thanks, Alex. Glad to be here. So uh, so yeah, thanks for coming, and, and I didn't want to steal your thunder. So uh, just in your, own, in your own words, tell the audience sort of your idea of how we should measure CO2 emissions. Sure, Alex. Uh, well, a couple of years ago, like you said, I was listening to another energy-related podcast, and Uh, On the podcast, they were talking about some new EPA website where you would enter in some personal information like the square footage of your home and how many cars you had, that type of thing. And it would do some type of calculation and spit out your estimated carbon footprint. And the numbers they would put out were, yeah, like, I don't know what it was. It was, you know, 30,000 pounds of CO2 in a year. And I noticed that the hosts were having a difficult time discussing their results because the numbers are pretty abstract. Um, You normally, when you think of weight, you know, you think uh, I put on five pounds over the holidays and I got to take it off. And you can relate that to, I don't know, maybe half a half the weight of a, of a gallon of milk, you know, it's something that fits in your head. And these, these large numbers just didn't make sense to the host. So I thought you could improve on that. Um, then that attached to another idea, there was a particularly crude episode of South Park. I, I don't think we need to go into that too much, but they um, uh, they invented a measurement called the Couric, and we can probably let the listeners look that up if they want to. But um, anyway, I put those two ideas together and thought we should measure our carbon footprint in a new metric called the Gore for Al Gore. And why, why Al Gore? Well, um, I think there's, you know, plenty of hypocrisy out there and chief among them, chief, chief among the, among the perpetrators is probably Al Gore. You know, we have, uh, all these other, uh, climate events where a lot of people fly their planes there and just emit just, you know, unimaginable amount of CO2 to get there to tell everybody else that we shouldn't be doing it. And, you know, Al, Al Gore is the cheerleader for everything here. And yeah, in, in particular, there was yeah, you know, there were different studies that got publicized several years ago talking about how much Al Gore's residents used. And so when you brought up the idea of the Gore, I think part of what's appealing about it is that it's it's a large amount of CO two emissions. It's an unusually high uh, amount. And so one thing 
we're, we've been thinking about is, okay, what exactly should one gore be? And this is something we're still researching and definitely with all these ideas, we're interested in listener input, but kind of, I had Stefan on our team do just some almost a little better than back of the napkin stuff, but you know, calculated that for one of Gore's residences and just one of them in Nashville, it was about a hundred metric tons uh, of CO2 a year. And then see if you, you imagine his other residences, maybe you can uh, double that. And so, and then if you take like his flying, you could guess that at around 75 uh, tons. If you just take first class flying, but then if you take private, it's more, but so tentatively we have, and it's, it's hard to guess. And if Al Gore is just willing to give us his accounting and he can mention his carbon offsets, but I don't think we're really going to count those because those don't scale uh, at all or very well. So we have it at 300 metric tons of CO2 per year is one gore. So that's, that's the tentative uh, initial measurement of the gore. And just to give you a sense, the average U.S. citizen uses one seventeenth what uh, Gore does. So, um, Patrick, any any thoughts on your part on um, any other ways of measuring the Gore? Uh, well, I think, um, like we discussed before, they're kind of hard to talk about. So, putting it using the metric prefix is another another way to make it even funnier than it was. So, I forget what your calculations were, but. That would probably be, that would come out in something like centigores rather than having to say thousands or something like that. Right, right. So we have um, a one-way trip from JFK to London emits 3.3 milligores. So that's one thousandth uh, of a gore. And I mean, here's the, the really interesting ones I think are in terms of humans. So the average sub-Saharan African emits 2.8 milligores. So that's basically three one thousandths uh, of a gore. And the average human is 1.7 centigore. So that's, that's, you know, less than one fiftieth, uh, of Al Gore. So you can think about, uh, yeah, there's just all sorts of things. And it, it's just, it's really interesting. So we, did you see this article I sent you today by, uh, Michael Schellenberger? Yes, I did. Yeah. So that I definitely disagreed with, with, uh, some of it including some of the things he said about morality in general. But uh, he he was talking about this issue of celebrities and, you know, how much they emit. And I do think that is, uh, that is it, that can be a valuable uh, thing to expose. So let's see, what do we have? Just looking at this analysis that we have so far. Yeah. So you have like most, you know, a lot of almost, you know, to emit a gore, you know, you have to be very, very, um, sort of very, very wealthy and use a lot of, you know, a lot of machine power. And so if you think about who are the people whose energy use can be measured in anything close, you know, who's anything close to one gore, it's going to be people like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio commissioning yachts and having all these private jets. And then these people going to these, you know, there's this Google climate event where they had something like a hundred different private jets going. And yeah, these are the only people whose energy use can be measured in terms of gores. You know, the most most of us are in centigores. And although I think it's interesting because the, the gore should be an aspirational unit. Like if you could imagine a world where everyone emitted one gore uh, or at least use that much energy, you, you would just be talking about uh, an incredibly prosperous 
world. So I, I'm curious on your end, Patrick, what do you think are some of the the use cases of of measuring gores and exposing different people's gores? Well, obviously, you know, we've touched on the hypocrisy line and there was a good line in that article. It says hypocrisy is the ultimate power move because they think they can get away with it. So being able to call them out and, uh, you know, just get it down on paper somewhere so that everybody can, everybody can see how much more they're using than we are is, is important. Um, beyond that, just general science, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about. Like I said on that, when I listened to that podcast, it's just, it wasn't a useful conversation because it didn't make sense to anybody. So having a legitimate unit that we can talk about in, in, you know, individual terms, um, would advance conversations. Yeah. You know, we didn't get, um, you know, what's the, I guess the global, you know, what's the global, um, amount of gore emissions per year and what happened? Yeah, that would be, so what, what are some ideas you have about how to popularize this metric? Sure. Well, the EPA website, you know, I think their point was to do something kind of viral where you would enter your information and, uh, well, it's, it, it's, you'd share the results. It's also, also supposed to put you on a bit of a guilt trip too, but, uh, and, and, and teach you what you can do to minimize your carbon footprint. But, um, I think to popularize the idea from our end would be, you know, something that you could share pretty easily to Facebook. You know, you could enter your own information and, uh, get a, get a graphic or something that could be easily shared on Twitter or Facebook to announce your, uh, your much smaller use of the, of, of carbon. Um, and then you could also do something where you would just take an articles out there in the industry and translate, every, uh, translate the numbers over to the gore. So, so all those articles could be more easily consumed. <laughs> yeah. You could have like a, uh, yeah, some sort of, I, mean, I think you have background in programming, so maybe you could just create something where, yeah, it would just take any article and translate it into gores. Right. Right. Yeah. I like, uh, I like that one. Um, wonder if the, e- I wonder if the EPA under Trump, would actually use this unit. It's probably probably a better chance than uh, previous or subsequent administrations. Yes, you're right. Let me see what else. Any any other ideas about how to uh, how to use this? Um, well, let's see. Um, beyond those two, I mean, you could easily make little. Uh, memeable versions of it. You know, I, I think I sent you that joking one from uh, the movie Back to the Future, um, 1.1 gigawatts. So that would be a pretty humorous one to figure out what uses 1.21 gigagores. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, uh, that's a good one. So what do you think is the, the best way to get started in terms of uh, popularizing it? In terms uh, of like, well, yeah. you want to create a website? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, your your listeners could also chime in and, you know, they could always send in articles that they would like to be translated as well into into this usage. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, a website where you could, yeah, well, it would be harder to make, but something where you could enter in your own individual information and have an indi- individualized report for your, to, that's easily shareable. I think that's the most likely to become uh, mainstream, the lowest, most likely to become viral would be something like that. Interesting. What do you think about if the, uh, what if the, so do you think we should use the main unit? Should the main unit be the gore or should the main unit be something like the, uh, the milligore? Um, I think the gore, I think you 
put it plainly that this is what, like, like you said before, like it's something to achieve, you know, like you're, it's a, almost a way of trash talk, you know, you're nowhere near a gore, you know? So I think it's to, to set it as a, something that's nearly impossible for anybody to achieve would be pretty funny. Yeah, that's true. I mean, who, who actually, I mean, I think, you know, Elon Musk does I think he sure. would be in that category. I mean, certainly he flies private a lot. Yeah. And the, the, I'm also definitely interested in if any of our listeners have inside information on gore, on calculating the gore, because it is, uh, it is tricky to do. And maybe we'll formally invite Al Gore to give us, because he, he always responds to my invitations. We right. should, um, we should invite him to give us uh, that usage. So I, I'll just say uh, another thought about why I think this is important because I'm I'm reluctant to do things that just expose hypocrisy. But I think that this kind of when you're exposing hypocrisy here, what you're really showing is that that people who are doing what they view as important things and what they somewhat understandably view as important things, such as with this climate stuff, what they're mostly doing is they're sharing what they regard as important ideas. Now, I think they're ideas that are important for people to disagree with, but nevertheless, they are that it's true that in order to do important things, you need, you know, you need a lot of energy to fuel uh, machines that give you capabilities that you wouldn't otherwise have. And so things like the capability to meet with a whole bunch of influential people, uh, even though you don't live anywhere near them and to have important discussions and to discuss plans. You know, it's just one example. That And when you have very limited time because you have a lot of other stuff. So private jets are fantastic. And it's, it's great that people are willing to use a lot of energy and other resources to work on accomplishing important goals. But unfortunately, in this case, the important goal is restricting everyone's access to energy and therefore all the capabilities that machines give us. And that's where one of the one of the myths that they put forward is that there are significant parts of the world or significant industries or significant people that are somehow detached from CO2 emissions, that there are alternatives and that it's just a matter of we lack the will to use them or something like that versus no, everybody living a modern life in a modern civilization is using uh, fossil fuels because for the overwhelming uh, amount of ways in which we want uh, to use machines to improve our lives. Fossil fuels are are by far the most cost-effective way uh, and sometimes the only uh, way to do things. When, basically, when you're talking about planes, that's essentially true. So what I want to do is I do want to shame people in a certain way, but I want to shame them from the perspective of you are attacking the achievement that makes so much of what you want to do in life possible. And this is why it can be useful to talk about things like, okay, this is how much, you know, a Hollywood blockbuster film, like how many gores uh, that, you know, were involved uh, in that. And then when you go out to a restaurant, here's what's uh, involved in that. And as a positive, what I want to show people is, yes, we emit, we use a lot of energy in every area of life. And most of that energy is fossil fuel energy because that's usually the best uh, type of energy. And that is a good thing. And we should accept that we, we, we should accept that we make that choice, that we think if there are any downsides of CO2 emissions, that those are totally worth it because of all the 
capability, uh, ultimately the capability to flourish that we get from using fossil fuels. So that's, uh, that's my hope. I'm curious for you, Patrick, what do you think about the relationship between hypocrisy and then promoting the positive? Yeah, I think promoting the positive is definitely important. And uh, I just had another thought about how you could do that too. At the bottom of this, it's all about creating energy. So once the gore is set as a unit, you could also do a rough translation to, to watts or some other type of energy output. Um, and that could be a positive way to look at it to remind people that your emissions are for for energy, which makes our lives better, which which makes us flourish. I wonder if you know. I wonder if people will talk about you know the the gore intensity of things because you know, for different forms of energy, you're going to have different levels uh, of emissions, and it would be it would be totally fascinating if this if this if this actually worked, and then that's what gore became known for as a measure of of CO2. It does have a nice ring to it. And I you meant you've mentioned in our conversations that a lot of the a lot of the units that we use now are named after people, right? Like Watt. What are the others? Uh Watt, Joule, Ohm, you know, Newton. every every Newton, yeah, you get a bunch of scientific discoveries and it gets named after somebody in a positive a positive way. So this might be the first time when something gets named after someone negatively. Uh, okay. Awesome. So uh, I want to give some next steps to our listeners and then we'll talk about any of our, our next steps before we wrap up. So yeah, for listeners, I'm really interested in uh, the any ideas you have, but in particular, I'm interested in uh, any insight you have on how to get the actual statistics of Al Gore as accurately as possible. Um, another one, is what was the other one I was going to say? Oh, well, what what specific gore calculations are you interested in? So, what do you, what do you want to know? Like, how many gores for X? You know, for we had sub-Saharan African, the average human. You can have like we we looked at Tesla's global facilities. Those are four hundred eighty-six uh, gores. Although I'm not sure what that encompasses, but according to Tesla's report. So I would imagine that's an understatement. So there's flying first class. So what what types of activities are you interested in having gores for? And then do you have any insight on the terminology, like using milligores and centigores and maybe decigores and, uh, and that kind of thing? And once we get that information from you, you know, once we get that input, and then of course, just any ideas you have about the overall idea, once we get that input from you, then we can think about setting up a website or something like that and getting started. Patrick, any requests that you have uh, from listeners? Well, if anybody's high up in Wikipedia and has put a lot of things together, maybe they could create a, a, a page on there that explains what it is once, we, once we've determined what the Gore unit is. That's a good, that's a good point. I think I do know. Uh, I, th- I think we probably can manage that. Uh, that contact. And then if we share it on the newsletter, then other people will get it. Um, okay. Any, any final thoughts, Patrick, besides, uh, before we wrap up? No, I'm just excited to hear what people think about it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. I will just wrap up this, uh, you know, this little mini segment. So it wasn't a, a full episode. We may do another episode in addition, uh, the week that you're hearing this, but, as usual, if you have any questions, comments, love mail, or hate mail, you can email don at industrialprogress.net. 
Also, if you're interested in any kind of speaking or consulting, you can also email Don at industrialprogress.net. Also, to get on our list, go to alexepsteinlist.com so that you get our weekly uh, newsletter as well as our energy clarity course. Thanks again to Patrick McDonald for coming on the show and for generating the idea of the gore. Uh, I'm Alex Epstein. Until next time. Oh, that's the first time I ever botched that. Until <laughs> next time, I'm Alex Epstein. This has been Power Hour. Power Hour. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of energy. Power Hour. The antidote to shallow thinking about energy issues.